What is up, everybody? We are live outside the cage again. Come with you to another First things first, we have to celebrate our birthday. One year anniversary of outside the cage. I just want to say, for this past year, thank you for everything. I leave all the time. I got the easiest to just come and talk you stuff, so I definitely not do this without you, so. Hey, man. It was... need to grow, brother. Yes, sir. I I can't lie. It was a little laggy right there, so I missed I missed bits and pieces of it. But I appreciate you as well, my man. I I remember when you texted me. I think we were just watching some random fight night, talking about it a bunch. We saw each other in person. We were talking about it a bunch, and you were like, "Hey, man, let's start a pod." Did a couple demo runs, okay. messed with it. We had to tone it down a little bit. You know, we used to be a little off the hinges, I'd say, in our episodes. <laughs> Talking about whatever, but and maybe we'll get back to that eventually. You never know. <laughs> but it's been an honor. Yeah. Thank you guys to everybody who's Good been listening. Stuff. Good man. You know, hey, everyone's gotta find your groove, your tempo. We kind of we found. Yep. Facts. And we're still finding it every single day, just trying to get better and better. Yes, sir. All right. We got a special episode for you today. We got a couple look aheads. Yeah, we're lagging. It's all good. See, this is what y'all got to deal with with some with some. When you're not when you're not there yet, you deal with this stuff. So we'll figure it out. We'll be out. But it was weird. Sometimes it's be lagging. Sometimes it'd be going hella smooth. Dude, I know. So it's weird. like I'm in the same spot every week, and I got the same router, same modem. But yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> I've I've never moved. Well, let's get into it. Um. Yeah. Fight night recap. Uh. Abueno Silva defeats Holly on second round via submission. Um, um I don't. I mean, I don't really know. Uh, does Bueno Silva first thing at first? I guess what happens to Holly home? Is she done? What does she do? Does she? You know, I feel like that was a big fight for her. I feel like if she won that one, she was definitely going to get a title shot just off a big name in that division. Um, fortunately, she loses. So, what do you think happens to Holly home? Is she done, bro? I mean. I don't see why she would fight anymore. I feel like she's in a spot where she can kind of make probably almost as much money outside of the cage. I'm sure that she has a fat contract from back when she was big time. That's probably why she's the main event every time. But yeah, dude, she just looked old in there. She was kind of doing her thing in the beginning, but you could tell that Buena Silva's were effect uh Buena Silva's shots were affecting Holly a lot more than Holly's shots were affecting Buena Silva. And Holly was the last leg of one of my three-leggers. I was expecting to have a, a free weekend of drinks. But fucking Holly, dude. I I had her by decision. I doubled down right before the fight. I'm like, oh, plus money for my for my traditional Holly by decision bet. That never fails. But this time, it failed. So I was pretty pissed off, honestly, after the card. I wasn't really invested up until my parlay was about yeah. to hit. But God, man. Yeah, I think she I think she should hang it up though, honestly. She's a big name. She can make money, do seminars, coaching, maybe a little acting or something, who knows. Yeah, definitely. Um I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard when you got big names like that and they lose because then it takes a while to get them back in the title picture. Um Yeah, so um, maybe she gets a retirement hopefully the main event. But yeah, I love Holly Holmes. Shouts to her. Wish she would have got the job done. I would have liked to see her kind of get a title shot again just because throw some interesting fights out there for the women's divisions. Um, bueno Silva, though, looked really good. 
Um, I believe she's number 10 ranked. She was 10 ranked. Um, obviously, a yeah. big win over Holly Holm puts her in top five. Um, do you see her? Where do you, How many fights away from, is she from getting a title shot? Shit. I mean, honestly, probably one. I mean, just because of the shallowness of that division. I think you go Juliana versus Pennington. I don't think either of them are booked yet. So I think that kind of makes sense for the vacant belt just because Julian is a bigger name than both of Buena Silva and Pennington combined, probably. So ideally, you probably want Julia Juliana to have that belt after Amanda. So for um, for Buena Silva, I'd like to see her fight the winner of the Caitlin Vieira fight this weekend. Let me get the name of the of the other lady on that. Yeah, so Kaylin Vieira versus Penny Kianzad. They're both ranked. They're fighting each other, similar timetables. Get the winner of that against Buena Silva. Have them fight the winner of Juliana versus Pennington. You're welcome, UFC. I hope you're listening. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think when you have someone like that who makes a statement and has a big win, I think you kind of got to take advantage of it just because in a division where there's not a lot of interest, if we're being real. Um, so you have to take advantage of that and get a quick, not a quick turnaround, but a big name that you have. You got to pounce on it when you have an opportunity like that. That's someone people recognize still. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I really don't personally do not care. Um, <laughs> that's that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> just like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I don't know. I just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. I want Pena to, I want Pena to fight Pennington. I think I'll watch that fight for sure. And, and mm-hmm. I watch all the fights, but yeah, I mean, interested in the fight. I think that that's a really good fight that will interest me. Um, but after that, it's just like, yeah, whatever. But, um, one thing that did yeah. interest me this weekend was Jack Bella Madalena. Um, obviously, he got his fights canceled. Two fights canceled. International Fight Week. He was supposed to be on International Fight Week. Against Sean Brady, that didn't happen. Got rebooked. Someone else that fight fell through. He stayed in Vegas to get a fight this weekend, um, and it's I would say didn't turn out how he expected. Um, he won split decision in a questionable decision. Some would say um, Hafiz. I actually liked Hafiz. He looked really good. Um, I don't want to take too much away from the decision because I do think that JDM did win the fight. But I guess what my question is, does your opinion on JDM change? Mm, man, so I got some shit to get off my chest about this fight, dude. I was so annoyed while watching this fight. JDM, he was part of my parlay, so I had a little more invested than normal. But... Man, dude, he in the second and third rounds especially, JDM was just having his way with Hafez in the boxing, going down to the body, going up to the head. He looked so nice on the feet. And then he was he was stuffing the takedowns when he wanted to. Hafez was shooting sloppy shots or he was getting knocked down. And for some reason, I should have I should have went back and counted how many times he did it. But JDM kept on trying to jump on his neck. Try kept on trying to get the guillotine over and over and over. And it was just so irritating because I feel like if he would have just taken a couple steps back, 
let Hafez get up and just pieced him up, he would have put him out of there. There's three or four times where Hafez was on skates. A couple of times, Jack actually dropped him and then went into the grappling with him where Hafez eventually, every single time, reversed it, got on top of JDM, and either almost finished the round out there or finished the round out there. And that's the reason that it was a close fight. Hafez is a dog in the grappling department. You can't take anything away from him there. But Jack's fight IQ, I hate I hate to bag on a fighter because, I mean, we can't get in there and do what they do. They put their lives into it. And they obviously game plan more than we watch film and prepare. But sometimes I just got to get some shit off my chest. And this is one of those times. It just was not a smart fight from Jack, in my opinion, at all. I still think he's super talented. And it was just a weird situation for him because I think he basically did two weight cuts because he was fighting up until the day of, right? Or the day before, last week. So, I don't know. It was a tough time. He's all the halfway across the world from where he normally trains. I don't know, though. It pissed me off. I did think he won, though, because... Hafez wasn't really threatening submissions or ground and pounding. He was kind of just laying on him and taking time away from Jack to beat him up on the feet. But yeah, Jack did way more damage in that fight. So I do think he won. But yeah, sorry. I had to go on a little rant there. I was I was pretty pissed watching that. Yeah, that's um that's what's kind of my thing is like I think he won the fight. Um I don't think it was as close as everyone thought. I kind of scored it on like 29-28 JD. He definitely deserves another shot. He looked really good. He's definitely gonna be really good in the UFC, I think. Um, but yeah, my thing watching the fight was like forget the win, forget the win or loss. Like, I think JDM's fight IQ was so terrible. Like, that was what it was from the beginning. Like, so it wasn't about again, not the wins or loss. It's what I learned from JDM is like he's not ready often, guys. I think um I think Sean Brady would have had his way with him after watching that. And again, it's hard to say just because, like we say, there's no MMA math that's not real. Um, but yeah, just like little things like that. His fight IQ, I thought he was really good on the feet. Yeah, then he was shooting, which Hafiz wanted. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's you know, really a weird situation. We know maybe he would have gave Sean Brady a better opportunity. Would have gave him like Brady. Um, but yeah, just the. Just a fight IQ is what we learned, and that maybe he's not on his level to fight these top ten guys. But it's not fair when you said that it was a weird weekend. He was supposed to fight a week ago. Wasn't was was so. Um, Give him the benefit of the doubt there, but yeah, I think definitely like fight IQ is fight IQ. So whether it's you have a week to prepare, to prepare like your fight IQ shouldn't change. So I definitely yeah. think that that's what we learned. So yeah, and I, um, I think they try to re. Um, I think you could, yeah, because JDM didn't really skyrocket himself into that next tier of the welterweight division with this win. So, I mean, yeah, they'll probably be on similar timetables because Brady's coming off of an injury. JDM's got to recover from a war. So, yeah, dude, and shouts hot fast, man. Did you see in the weigh-ins when when he shook Sean? I think it was Sean Shelby. He shook his hand. He's like, thank you for changing my life. Dude, he kind of had that look like I'm yeah. like, bro, this guy's here to fight. He's not just going to roll over. Much. Yeah, he was, he was ready, bro. Yeah, I saw Gaethje tweeted that he's been training with him, said he's one of the best grapplers that he knows, like in the MMA community. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, in Colorado. 
That's where uh, John De Jesus trains. Also, the guy who had the war with our guy, the Nomad, a little bit ago. So yeah, it's a good gym yeah. over there. And in this third fight, Francisco yeah, Prado. He's a he's a prospect. He's 21 years old. That's crazy. Now I hate it when guys are younger than me and they're doing way more way more with their lives. But it is what it is. Everyone's on their own path. Shout out to Francisco Prado. He got the job done with a first round TKO. Had to walk through some fire. Otman as I tell, he's always going to be throwing heat in there as he was. But yeah, Prado, another leg in my parlay. It was going so good for me until fucking Holly, man. Oh. What was the line on Prado? What was what was he favored? Uh, it was about even money. Oh, damn. so okay, it day. wasn't like a great parlay, but it was solid. And in the next fight, the Iron Turtle, John Young Park, showed a lot of heart and grit being able to get that rear naked choke he was he was up against it and i've been hearing that he would be a good next opponent for bo nickel mm. i kind of like that like that a slight step up somebody that's like going to that. be very competent in mma grappling and a veteran in this game how about this next fight? We had a contender for what the fuck of the week. Norma Dumont versus Chelsea Chandler. I'm sure if you guys are on social media, you've probably seen the video. I didn't put it in here because I didn't want Disney to come from my head. You know how they're evil like that. But Chelsea Chandler, she turned around and just ran for the hills. It was it was just funny. Dude. Huh? Be like that sometimes. Dude, I, I mean, yeah. George Masvidal, he said on the streets, you got to have a great sucker punch and a great 40-yard dash. That's what Chandler was in there trying to do, except the octagon kind of stopped her. And Dumont was able to just keep punching her. So, <laughs> bro, did you see when DC, because he was on the call, he said, I've never seen something like that before. And all the comments were like, what about you and John? Yeah, when he was running, he was running. He was, yeah. but I, the difference is like, I don't think DC knew where he was at. That's the difference. Yeah, and DC was doing it like along the outside of the cage, which isn't nearly as bad as just yeah. running all the way across the cage. They're like running backwards. They're really like, no, running backwards. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I've never seen yeah, I mean, it like I mean, that. Uh, like, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, just like I've seen fighters do like little showman jog before, you know, kind of like turn around and trot away, but never like an actual yeah. sprint in the opposite direction like that. That was, that's got to be a mental hurdle to climb in there. Like imagine your coaches see that. And you're just like, God damn it. <laughs> but I saw Chandler was a good sport yeah. about it after on social media. Yeah, dude, it was a, it yeah. was a really good card. Better. Hey, you know what I'm going to say? Better than 289. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, I know. It brought some it brought some entertainment about it. It was gonna kind of be like an off weekend, but the more I was looking on social media, the more I was watching. It's like eh, it's not too bad. It brought some entertainment. There's only gotta be, I mean, obviously we want great fights, but like entertainment value and like like stuff like that, like fucking Chandler running away, shit like that's funny. So yeah. yeah. Ready for this week though, baby. This week, Ooh. UFC London, Tom Aspinall mm. return, Mar signed Tiberia. In London, live fight night. You know how we love the live fight nights. 
Tom Especially Aspinall, baby. In I'm locked in on Tom Aspinall. I hope Tom Aspinall gets it done. What do you think? Yeah, dude. I mean, minus 500 favorite. He better get it done. They gave him a, they gave him a good first fight back, considering how high he was in the heavyweight rankings. He should be able to take biz- take care of business as long as the injury is all good, which it should be. He's taken a. Yeah. How long has it been since his fight with Curtis? Probably like almost a year. Almost a year. It was it, July 23rd, so literally almost a year. Dude, I was about to say, like, it doesn't feel like that was a year, though. Yeah. That's crazy. That was probably one of our first episodes, one of our first prediction episodes right there. Crazy. Yeah, man. that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it seems like it was, like, like, more recent. Yeah. Hey, the days go slow, but the years go fast. Mm. Facts. Shout out to Luke Bryan. <laughs> but, yeah, the this card is at... 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific. So I honestly love that. Just wake up on a Saturday morning, turn on your phone on bleep plus, and yeah, the fight is just right there for you. So go get your full day to do what you want. mm Mm-hmm. Don't have to lock in your Saturday night. You could go out and try to. ah, Never mind. Go try to do some big things out on the town, and then. Yeah, bro. I like this card from the start to the finish, though. Let me see. My play of the day. This one's going to sound a little weird, but actually I'm changing it. David Grant plus 115. And I don't know, David Grant plus money against Daniel Marcos. I'm a big David Grant guy. (laughs) Me too. He just shows up to fight every time, and he's experienced. He's always the underdog, He's always mm-hmm. underdog, bro. Always underdog. He's a, he's a sports betters fighter. Literally. We love him. And Literally. I also, I think Paul Craig versus Andre Muniz is interesting. Because okay. Muniz is a minus 220 favorite. Paul Craig is a plus 180 dog. But Muniz, he wins most of his fights by submission. Yeah. And I don't think he's submitting Paul Craig. Okay. Okay. I get why Paul Craig's a big underdog. He sometimes he just does not look good in there. You know, it just lays on his back, lets people like whoop on him. Yeah. But I think Muniz is gonna have to beat him on the feet. I don't yeah. I don't think he's gonna I think Paul Craig is one of the best grapplers in the UFC when it's just straight grappling. Like he might I don't know, I don't want to say the best, but he has so is Muniz, is Muniz better on the feet? That's the question. He I think he is, but it's not where he likes to be. So, okay. a little shot, a little, little wrinkle on Paul Craig plus 180. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I like Paul Craig. So, it's a win win. Kind of a home fight for him. I forget. Is he from like, he's from like Iceland or something like that? Let me see. I don't know that flag, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know that flag. Scotland. I was close. Mm. Shots Rory McLeroy, bro. Scottish Open. You see Shots that two on him? No, no, no. Shout oh. Steph Curry. That's the real story. That's the real story of the golf weekend. Shout Steph Curry. He's the best oh. athlete to ever live. Forget, forget basketball. Forget everything he's done. Forget all the championships. Forget the MVPs. Steph Curry is the biggest to Oh, bad, bad time for you to lag right there. Forget Once everything. you. Hit the last part again. You forget uh, everything. Forget all that the- on the line. I said he's not only the greatest athlete ever, 
he's one of the best people to ever like live on this planet period forget the sports forget mvps he's just one of the best people to ever live on this planet that's literally that's what it is crazy. that's literally what it is wow all right uh, let me let me be a hater let me get in my barry grant villain bag a little bit marty fish shot a lower score over the weekend by one stroke, I know. I know that's not how the tournament was designed, and I don't think it feels uh, that putt. That putt was amazing. That putt was so good, and he had great shots all weekend. But I think the competitor Steph is. I think it takes a little bit away from him how the fan yelled on Marty's backswing. Marty shanked his drive on the last hole, which I mean, honestly, it sounds soft, but in golf that's actually that's actually like a big thing yelling on someone's backswing on the 18th when they're driving especially when you're not a pro golfer so i'm not making excuses but i think steph could do it in a little more dominant fashion but winning that tournament i think he's the second non-retired athlete to ever win and it's been going on for 35 years so that was greatness he was pissed after that match when they got whooped by the nfl yeah, bro, Clay fucking sold. Clay tricked him in the playoffs and in the golf, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Clay Clay was not going to be out there in Tahoe this weekend. He's sick of it. But no. Yeah, bro, dude, so, that was so oh my goodness. The Marty Fish, the Marty Fish thing. So like so the Marty Fish thing. So if me and you go play 18 right now, okay? And I shoot my average score probably 81, 82. Okay, what I would shoot, I would, I would say I'd be somewhere in the mid to low 80s. You fucking get hot and drop a high 80s, 88, 89, right? <laughs> hey, that's who not going to be me. Day? Hot, who won the day? Me. He's a Marty Finch is like it's it's better. He's a better handicap. Like that's. I beat you that day. If we went out and played money for money right now, I'd give you a lot of strokes. And if you shot under that, you'd beat me and I'd have to pay you money. I guess, I guess. But in a tournament, it, I didn't even know that the handicaps or anything. I yeah, honestly I thought they were both just scratch golfers. But dude, they both shot under par on the weekend too. That's insane. If Steph, if, if Steph Curry wanted to right now and grinded for a year or two, he could be a professional golfer and be an average average to below average golfer on the tour. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is Steph Curry going to be the first like non-professional golfer to make the U.S. Open? You know how Romo's been trying to do it? Yeah. Danny Woodhead. Know. Dude, Danny Woodhead made it to the last qualifier. And then like barely missed. Yeah, Danny Woodhead's nasty. I don't know why he was not there. Damn, shout out to Danny Woodhead. I like Danny Woodhead. Yeah, but do you think he could be the first? I think if he put his time in it and dedicated to it, he could. But he has too many outside things going on. Like when he retires, he's still a father. He's still going to be a great businessman. He's going to be an ambassador for the sport, for the league. So I, I just think he's going to always have too many outside things to really like lock in. I think when he gets like maybe when his kids are older and he like gets like in his like 40s, 50s, I think he'll be really good. But it'll be too late at that time. Yeah, he'll be too. He won't have like the athleticism to be hitting it like yeah. three twenty and stuff like but that. But I just think that I think that whatever Steph Curry wants to do, he can do. If Steph Curry wanted to play baseball in the major leagues right now, he could do it because he's just the greatest human being to ever live. Could he be the the lightweight champ of the world though? Hell no. Hey, 
But hell no. <laughs> hell no. UFC is just different. That's why we love it so much. Uh, speaking of the UFC, let's get back to it. We had some yeah. news over the we had some news over the weekend. But you you messaged me this at like hella it was either hella late at night, hella early in the morning. I was asleep though, because I was the next yeah. day. So I don't know if I just I don't know if you messaged it to me a regular time and I went to sleep early or what it was. No. I was, was going late. to bed and I literally saw him post a video at like one in the morning. And I thought yeah, it was yeah. about to be a fight announcement. And he's like, Hey guys, this ain't the news you were looking for. It's yeah, like, so we get some news. Jamal Hill, torn Achilles, um, gives up the light heavyweight title out for out for quite some time. We don't know. Um, big news because he hasn't had a fight in a while. We were expecting them to wait for the Yuri fight. We thought it was coming. Um, but yeah, I just hurt because obviously I love Jamal Hill. Um, I love that light heavyweight division with him and Yuri, obviously Pereira now. But what was your first reaction to that? And what I mean, just about everything. I mean, besides just pain, because you hate to see that. Even if it's a fighter that you're not a big fan of, you hate to see him, especially in Achilles, dude. That's just... Bro, they said it was during the basketball game, too. No. Yes. Like, he was playing basketball when it happened? That It was that UFC fighter basketball game. You didn't see that? No, I actually didn't. All the, like, UFC guys had, like, a, ba- a basketball game, like, in Vegas that weekend. It was, like, Daniel Cormier was there. Um, Jamal was there. I didn't really see anyone else, but I just seen videos of like Jamal and DC. No fucking way. Yeah, I didn't. I guess they probably didn't want that being big news that he got hurt in basketball. Like everyone was saying, like before ever before anyone knew he got hurt, everyone was like, "Bro, Jamal Hill's a special athlete. Like he's nice." When I seen when I seen uh Dean Thomas, bro. So I seen when I seen Dean Thomas in Vegas, he was like, "Yeah, bro, we just played the basketball game," and he was like, "Uh, he was like Jamal Hill's a special athlete. Like Jamal can hoop." So like everyone was saying like he was he was nice and then news came out. I wonder if it must have not just been like a big injury right in the moment. I wonder if it's something where he got home and he's like, oh, that's hurting. And then he went and got it checked out. But usually in Achilles, that's just like a right away. You know, you're done. Yeah. But oh my gosh, dude, I, I feel like an Achilles is literally besides like a neck or a back, it's like the worst yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, so hard to recover. I mean, I don't speak from experience, but seeing my guy Kobe and everyone else that's torn Achilles, gosh, it's just hard to be the same after that. And it's not like he's young. He's what, 31, 32? So literally right in his prime. And my my other thought was that it was kind of weird how it came full circle, how right after a year he got the belt, he had about a year-long injury that was a pretty weird one, pretty bad. And now that Jamal's the champ, he has a year-long injury before he could fight and defend his belt. So now I think, I don't know. I haven't heard that the UFC is making Pereira versus Jan Blakowicz yeah, for so, the vacant title yet, but what else would so, they do? Uh, I have an opinion on that one. So first off, I want to say I hope that this Jamal and Yuri fight isn't like a Khabib and Tony shit. Like, I really hope one day we get to see this fight when they're both healthy. I hope it's not a fight that we're like, damn, what if? Yeah. Um, that's first things first. Second thing is I know a lot of people are saying Pereira versus Jan for a title fight. I don't agree because I think Yuri is close to being ready. Mm. So I think what you do is just – um, Pereira and Blahovich becomes the number one contender fight, and the winner of that fights Yuri. And now you look at it, and it's like not to like look over Jamal Hill because 
Jamal Hill's great. Um, but now I look at it like, damn, could we see Pereira versus Yuri? That would be badass. I hadn't really even crossed too many people's minds yet, but yeah, that's definitely a possibility. Ooh. I think the winner of this for sure. I think if Pereira wins, you for sure do Pereira and Yuri. Yeah, that's electric, and that's gonna sell. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a pretty funny build up too. Like neither of them really talking, but probably just doing yeah. funny shit. They're just both scary ass dudes, bro. <laughs> for that one, early prediction: Yuri by submission, if it happens. I I did. I think the light heavyweights, any of them that have offensive grappling and like to use it in fights, as long as they can withstand Pereira, Pereira's onslaught for a little bit and they get him to the ground with more than a minute and a half left in the round, it's going to be tough for Pereira to survive. But I mean, hey, he is training with one of the best grapplers ever at light heavyweight in Glover Teixeira. So can't really count him out, I guess in the grappling yeah. department. But yeah, man, hopefully Jamal just gets better. I would say a year would be good if he's fighting yeah, in love, a year. I love, I love Jamal Hill, man. I think he was really, I think he's so technical and really good striker, really good fighter. Like we could have like, yeah. obviously like seeing what he could do. And I'm just sad because he really was going to be special. Like true that he was special and still is obviously, but I think he was really going to go on a dominant run in that light heavyweight division. And we both said that he had the charisma to sell fights and be a really good champion and bring more eyes to the sport and especially the light heavyweight division, which really needed that. We were saying it needed a Jamal Hill. Yeah. Which, oh man, it sucks. But it's why it's the most brutal sport in the world. This shit is unforgiving. It's like now he can't even work for a whole year. Yeah. You don't get big, oh big body, God. big belly boy. It ain't like the NBA where you get hurt and you still get most of your contract or the NFL yeah. or any of those other sports. You're just simply out of work, which is yeah. fucking tough. Yep. As we mentioned, folks, it is our year anniversary, so we have a special thing that we did a year ago. Not a lot of people were with us, I would imagine. We were still – we were probably our third episode ever, but we did – a champs a year from now we predicted our champs a year from now which obviously now currently um we have the list so we're gonna rattle off that list where we were right where we were wrong and then we're also gonna make more predictions for this time next year so kick it away take it away brother kick it off what did we miss oh here we go so for 125 i predicted kaikara france eric predicted kaikara france we were both wrong (laughs) I predicted Umar Nurmagomedov. He's not even in the UFC. Uh, yeah, he is. I'm thinking of uh, the 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 Usman. Yeah, yeah. Umar Umar's got a shot soon. Yeah, fighting yeah. Corey. After see, that, he'll be okay. 135. We both have. See, you took Sugar Sean 135. That's wrong, but I think like a month from now you could be right. So like that's that's good. Yeah. Um, we both got 45 and 55 right. I went Volk. You went Volk. We both went Islam. Um, we both went Usman at 70. Barely missed that one. A little bit more time. Needed a few more months. Um, yeah. At 85, we had I had Hamza. I don't even think he's fought since I made that prediction. Um, at 85, you went with my guy. Should have stuck with you. You went Izzy. Uh, we missed badly at 205. Yeah, we did. I took, I took Izzy. I thought he'd go up. Um, turn of events, whatever. He's still a champ. We'll take it. You took Anthony Smith, even know if he's in the top five anymore. That was the worst pick on the list for sure. <laughs> yeah. I've got to say it. No, the worst pick on here was I don't know because I feel like 
Umar's going to get a title shot. Kaikara, France had a title shot. Both yeah. Islam. Usman just, Usman just lost his belt. Hamza. No, Smith is, I, it, I didn't think Hamza it, would go that long without fighting. Um, you took Izzy, that's right. Yeah, no, everyone on the list either was or could be a champ yeah. besides uh, old Lionheart. Yeah. You picked John Jones, great pick, brother. I picked Cyril Gone. I didn't think John Jones would come back. I would have picked John Jones, so great pick mm. there. You got three right. I got two right. You beat, or you got four right. Oh my gosh, what a guy! Yeah, I did right. I think Maybe one thing five I realized, a little bit. I think one thing I realized now when I was making my predictions for this year is a year in the UFC is not a long time because it's like two fights. Yeah, that's you, you got to go like, like, like yeah. So you can't go off like some crazy off the wall shit because it's just two fights. Mm-hmm. Or like picking a prospect is really hard too. Like you basically got to pick a guy that is about to have a title eliminator fight. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, this is the sport of anticipation. It's what we love to do is anti- is anticipate. And if any all out there, you want to make a list, put it in the comments. Enter yourself in the pool. Maybe we'll maybe we'll give something away to the winner next year. Yeah. We maybe always we'll be doing the fake we'll giveaway. But. But yeah, and maybe they're not. Maybe they're not fake, but maybe just no one's entered them yet. You know, maybe if you enter, you'll be the only one, and you'll get, you'll get a free truck, new Silverado yep. or Ford F one fifty. Whoever decides to sponsor us by then. Yeah, let's get right into it with this year. Let's start in the flyweight division. Who is your champ a year from now? Mm. So in the flyweight division. Ah, this one's going to be a little questionable, but I feel like you might have it too, just because of the way that this division goes. I'm picking Brandon Moreno. Mm. I expect him to, I mean, if his next fight's not a title shot, if he wins it, he should be getting a title shot again, just because it's not a very big pool of people that are eligible for a title shot or that the masses would want to see fighting for a title. So... Yeah, I mean, I could say Pantoja. That's a very good possibility as well. But I want it to be Moreno. Let's throw that out there in the universe. So at 125, I'm taking Brandon Moreno. And I'm going to write these down so I don't have to listen back through it again next year. (laughs) Okay. So for my prediction for the 125 division, I think um, Pantoja and Moreno run that back. Um, I think when they do run that back, I think Amir Albazi and Brennan Royville fight either on that card or somewhere near it. So I think they get the winner of that little semifinal. Um, I think Amir Albazi beats Brennan Royville. So with my fight prediction, with my title prediction for next year, the champ, I am going to pick Amir Albazi. Um, 29 years old, 17 and one. Um, big win coming off Kai Kara France. So I think yeah. I'll take a little. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, the next ones I kind of win a little. I win a little chalk because I'm trying to be right next year since you beat me. Um, but yeah, I'll go out on a limb here and say Amir Albazi is the champ, July 17, 2024. All right, I like that's a solid pick. I honestly, I I have a grudge against Amir just because I think Kai beat him in that fight, but it is what it is. In this sport, like you've said, no one. After a while, no one remembers that it was a robbery. They just remember the win or the loss. Mm-hmm. Besides Islam and Volk, I feel like people are always going to bring up that Volk won that fight. Um, so at 135, I'm probably going to say it every year until he's not in the running anymore. You already know. Sugar, Sean, O'Malley. 
one of the main reasons that we probably became so passionate about this sport in the first place and started this podcast. He's both of our probably, or I guess your first or second favorite fighter, my first favorite fighter by a mile. He's just hard not to like, hard not to root for. And I expect him to take the belt from Aljamain Sterling on August 19th and then retain it against maybe a, maybe Corey Umar winner. Yeah. Maybe or if Cheeto. Against Pedro. Yeah, I bet they do Cheeto if Cheeto wins. And Sugar vs. Cheeto coaches the ultimate fighter. It's another prediction. Yeah. You heard it here first. So, yeah. Sugar Sean. You already know mine. Same as yours, brother Sugar Sean. He gets it done in Boston August 19th. Fights again one more time. Again, year's not very long. Two fights. All I have to do is go 2-0 the next two fights. I'll take it. Give me Sugar Sean to have the belt for a long time. Yup. He's going to run this shit. And then eventually, we'll probably be predicting him for this division as well. But not now. In the 145 division, I'm sticking with the chalk here. Give me the great. A lot can happen in a year, obviously. People age fast in this sport. We've seen it before with Anderson Silva, Kamaru Usman, and many others. But I don't expect it to happen to this guy just yet. Give me Alex Volkanovsky to be the champion in July of 2024. Probably after winning on International Fight Week. Yeah, I looked around, um, just kind of took a guess, but I'm just like, once you see that shit live in person and you just see it, it's disrespectful to pick anybody else other than Alexander <laughs> Volkanovski to have this belt. So I'm not even going to do that. So Alexander Volkanovski will be the 145 champ until I say, until he's not. Until he's not, he's going to be the 145 champ until he's not. So yeah, same. Give yeah. me Alexander the Great. Again, he'll fight on Alexander Volkanovski Fight Week, International Fight Week. Uh, it basically is Volkanovski week at this point. Rowan, he's just getting more and more and more popular. When I saw his weigh-in versus Ortega back in 2021, the crowd wasn't really even booing Volk. They were kind of just quiet for it. Obviously, it was a big Ortega crowd because Diaz was also fighting, so yeah. Mexico was represented well. But, yeah, dude, Volk is growing in America. He's probably maybe the biggest star in Australia right now, dude. I feel like he's just like a people's champ as well. Yeah. The way he carries himself, he's humble, doesn't not flashy at all. And I heard, I forget who I heard say this, maybe Dean Thomas, but he's never tried to add any crazy stuff to his game in terms of fighting. He just sticks to the basics and he's the best at it. Like he's not trying spinning wheel kicks or spinning elbows or crazy stuff like that too much. He just does what he does and is the best at it. So, yeah, it's hard to go with anyone else. Yes, sir. Now that I went on that little rant, this is where I'm going to go off the wall a little bit. Give me Alexander Volkanovsky to be the double champ a year from now. That's what it's going to be on International Fight Week. Alex Volkanovsky beating Islam Makachev in the rematch. For the belt, I'm yelling because I'm pumped up just thinking about it right now. Sorry to steal your thunder, but it just—it was too fun to not write down, man. Bro, oh I my just think because I think he only has to fight one time to win the lightweight title. I think mm. he beats—he beats. So basically, we're just saying, is he going to beat Islam? If he beats Islam, the belt's his, and I don't think he has to defend it for another year. <laughs> yep, dude, it's—it's it's mapped out. He has to beat Islam. He beats Topuria sometime late this year, early next year. 
gets ready for a fight sometime before July, beats Islam, whether it's on International Fight Week, Madison Square Garden, Abu Dhabi, or probably not Abu Dhabi because that's in the fall, but could be wherever. And I think we could see the first guy to defend both belts at the same time. After that goes down, beats someone out 45, maybe uh, I don't really know who after Topuri. I haven't thought that far ahead. But beats the next guy at 145 that doesn't have to fight Max. And then maybe goes up and beats one more guy at 55 and calls it quits. I mean, I guess they would have to do an Islam trilogy, right? If Volk beats him in a rematch. Yeah, that'd be fucking crazy. Bro. Wow, man. UFC, I hope someone's listening out there. Especially before your Tuesday meeting. I'm I'm sure they've already thought of this too, though. Yeah. So, so we both have go ahead. So, so so far we've picked the same guy in every division except for flyweight. Hopefully that trend changes, but I could honestly see it kind of yeah, we're kind smarter of now. Like we're that. smarter now. A little more high IQ, a little more high IQ. Yeah. I'm gonna go first the rest of the way out because I don't want people to think you're still in my I'm still in your shit. So All right, I'm, I'm gonna like go that. first the rest of the way out so we can you know we can steal each other shit. Um 170 welterweight title. I don't see any contenders I'd like at 70. I mean, I don't know what Hamzat's going to do. Um, so I'm going to rock with Leon Rocky Edwards here. 170 okay. this time next year. I like that. And we will be a little bit differentiated here because I got Shavkat. No, that was my next guy. I I don't really know. They haven't announced his next fight yet, right? No. There's going to be a lot of announcements this week also. It could, because- be, it could, be, it could be tomorrow. On uh in October, yeah, on Abu Dhabi, because I heard they started. Uh, sorry to get off topic, but the tickets went for sale today for Abu Dhabi, and they still haven't announced any of the fights yet. Mm. So besides, I think Mohammed Mokayev is fighting somebody on the prelims, so they have to announce it. Oh, he's back. Uh, yeah, back kind of quick. What was it like? Because yeah, that injury looked nasty. Yeah, I guess like, that was Abu Dhabi last year, huh? Was it? When we were there, right? Like, no, that wasn't when we were there. I think uh, I thought that okay. shit was just like a fight night. Like, yeah, you're right. Okay, that was two fights ago. On a, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, so give me Shavkat. Wins one later this year. Fights Leon for the title. Gets it done. I Usually, you know, I don't love to see the... The Dagestani, I, don't, I guess he's not Dagestani, he's Kazakhstani. So, yeah, let's have a Kazakhstani champ in there. So, we got Jalen taking Leon Rocky Edwards a year from now, and we got me taking Shavkat a year from now. At 185, the weight that Izzy runs, I'm not going against my guy. Not again. Not take going against him again. The boogeyman's gone, but even if he was here, we'd knock his ass out again. So at 85, give me Israel the last style better on Asanya to have his belt. Same thing as Volk. It's his belt until he says it's not, until it's not. So my guy Izzy will be the champ a year from now. And, you know, maybe we go up, maybe we don't, but ain't no one taking that 85 belt from us anytime soon. I'm about to make you mad right now. I'm about to make you really mad right now, as a matter of fact. I just woke up today. I was gonna, I was gonna pick Izzy as well, go with the chalk, but I just have a weird feeling that Drink is too pussy. Bro, might get the job done. 
back when back when Matt Sarah took out GSP or when Weidman took out Silva, no one was giving those guys a chance. I I don't know, man. Izzy has that aura about him. He's untouchable, obviously. But I could just see Drikas, you know, he's a brick house. He's a specimen. I could see him getting on top, landing some elbows, kind of making it a fair fight almost. Like, is he not what, at 100%? What, what, what was Yoel Romero? <laughs> this, but he was probably 40 at the time. Drik, I don't know, dude. I just, it's not smart. This is my crazy one. So I'm saying Drikas Duplessis will be the middleweight champion year from now. And, Jalen is obviously going with the style bender. I'm going to be hearing about this for the rest of this podcast. Yeah, you're, no, you're going to be hearing about it until they fight. And then after he beats him, you're going to hear about it again. We're going to clip this up. I know. That is crazy. I, I don't have to be a clip, huh? That is crazy. I Oh, man, dude. I'm sorry. I But it's good for content, you know? <laughs> so you're going to pick. So, okay. So you're what I'm hearing is when they fight, you're picking Driscus. So when we go on our preview show that week, you're going to pick Driscus. Hey, things change, but as no, of now. No, no, no. <laughs> no, see, we're not doing that. Are yeah, you picking Driscus yep. to beat Izzy, yes or no? Yep. I'm not saying I'm going to lay money on it, but uh, that's going to be not, my prediction. Not then you're not serious. It's just a pre- it's predictions. Champs from a year now. We're not putting money on it or anything like that. That's just It's just a weird thought that came into my brain. It's what my gut's telling me. Not saying I even want it to happen, but I don't know. I could just, I kind of have that weird feeling. That might be one of those weird days where the power's out and you're worried that you might not even be able to watch it. That happened when Sugar lost to fucking Cheeto. That's that's why I bring that up. It was just a weird day the whole day. The universe was off. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that could be a crazy night in UFC history. I think it's September 9th. They officially made it the main event for UFC Australia in front of Izzy's home country. I guess we could start we could we start going back and forth uh, on the Africa debate too. We have six so, uh we have six city kickboxing guys on that card as well already. Yeah, only aren't only like three announced and the other three are gonna be surprises. High blood diamond. <laughs> I've been hearing uh been hearing Riddell maybe come back. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, and then maybe an, maybe a new guy makes his debut. Yeah. Um, who was the who was the kickboxer that fought Izzy and Pereira? I no shot. I'm gonna remember his name, but oh, there's a kickboxer. Seven. Yeah, he's making his debut. Um, in the UFC off of the contender series, he's another elite striker. I think he was 0-2 against Izzy, 1-2 against Pereira or something like that. So not quite on their level, but I mean, if you're in that stratosphere and you're yeah. fighting those guys in kickboxing and you know, you're able to be competitive with them, you're going to be able to piece up most of the guys in the UFC in the striking department. So it'll be exciting. I think he's 31, 32. He's been training in Connecticut with Pereira and Glover. I should have been looking up his name in the meantime, but I wasn't. So we'll just have to wait till he fights. Yeah. So let's move on to 205. It's a weird division. You never know with injuries and shit, apparently. I would have picked Jamal Hill. But mm-hmm. um, with 205, I believe that before a year from now, I think Yuri comes back and gets a title shot. And I think Yuri is the title holder um, July 2024. So 
I'm gonna go with Yuri. Let me rock with Yuri. I hope he comes back. It's a big win. I think there's some big fights out there for him for that 05 division. So yeah, I hope Yuri comes back. Hope he gets the job done and gets a win. Yeah, I'm not copying you, but I'm also going with Yuri. I think it's kind of the the safe choice. If there were odds on this, he'd probably be like minus 150, minus 200, and everyone else would be like plus three, 400. So yeah. there's no one that I love in this division. I mean, obviously, Pereira can knock anyone out, so he always has a chance. But I'm staying safe. I already went, I already went nuts on 185 and kind of 155. So, yeah, give me Yuri here. And okay. heavyweight, this heavyweight, one holds uh, up in the air. Yeah. So heavyweight, simple for me. Um, I think it's John Jones, and unless he retires, but I see him retiring after the after the um. I think once he wins that, he's cemented the greatest heavyweight and greatest UFC fighter of all time. Um, so I think he retires. So I think in that meantime, I don't know. I feel like they really don't rush the heavyweight division. They like, really don't care to like have a champ. Like they'll just leave it vacant for a while. But I do think that if they do have a fight other than John Jones, I think it's Sergey. I think he's the head and shoulders yep. above everyone in that heavyweight division other than John Jones. So yeah, give me give me Sergey to be the title holder for a year from now. Yep, Sergey was my pick as well, based off the fact that the winner of John and Stipe will retire no matter who it is. So you can't really even put that fight into account, which kind of sucks. So got to time travel a little bit. I think a guy that could pose a threat to Sergey is Yalton Almeida, just because we've seen Sergey get manhandled on the ground before by, I think it was Overeem. And Almeida is a yeah. much better grappler than Overeem. So if he's able to not get knocked out as nobody has so far against Sergey, I think he could easily submit him on the ground. But I still like Sergey because he's he's just a freak, bro. He's basically Francis Ngannou, but a little more technical, which sounds crazy to say. But if you watch him fight, you'd yeah. see why. All right, bro. I love doing those. They get us mad. They get us hyped. Yeah, I'm just oh, still. Man, I'm, you're I'm, still just I'm just rattled that. <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm, yeah, I'm just rattled that. Briscus is beating Izzy. That's news to me. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. Hey, I might have to question my co. Bro, if I might have to question my my co-host partner if over here Driscus is beating Izzy. No, that's nuts. Turn me into a producer only. Get me off the yeah, airwaves after that one. Oh, we'll see. Yeah, bro, I don't know if I can trust. I don't know if I can trust what you say anymore after that shit. I was a. Hey, I was but, a villain to you. With all due respect, bro, I, I didn't think that he would be uh he would be Robert. So that's what I'm saying. I thought Robert was gonna make him look like an amateur. And yeah, I don't know. Drake just kind of walked through him. He kind of dude, once you see people in person, they win you over. Like I already know I'm gonna be betting on Dan Hooker in his next fight. Yeah. And a bow nickel first round finish. But yeah, yeah. yeah man. Oh, that that was a fun episode. I was on your I was kind of a heel today with my Marty Fish shit. I was going after all your favorite guys. It's all good. It's all that's good. that's what makes this show great. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's a year. It's our year Happy anniversary. Year. Yes, yes, sir. Do we have any news you want to go over before we go, get out of here? Oh, we do. As a matter of fact, the GOAT of Bellator, as some people say, I guess besides Michael Chandler, Michael Venom Page, MVP, he announced today. That he is a free agent now. I need to look up how old he is because I'm not sure if he's really going to be able to. I already, I already, I already, 
I already right. did the research. Thirty-six at one seventy division. Eh, I don't know. And that's and, and we're and we're and we're assuming he even signs the UFC. I don't think that's a set in stone thing. No, I don't. I mean, now that I thought he was thirty-two or something like that, but the fact that he's thirty-six makes me think that he's going to go try and win the million dollars over at PFL in that tournament because it's honestly a great business move if you're a really good fighter. But you're yeah. not good enough to be a UFC champ. Yeah, like uh, like Wilkinson. Yeah, uh, I think at 205 he got like whooped by Izzy in the UFC. Maybe won one, lost one after that. Went over to PFL, won a milli. So yeah. Oh yeah. Also, did you see that it's basically official that the PFL is going to buy Bellator? I seen that. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't mind that. I actually like it. Um. Yeah. Be interesting to see like what they do. Like, are they just gonna take their roster and just do their own thing now? Um, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the PFL. I'd probably put the PFL ahead of Bellator. Just I don't know. I feel like the PFL is more accessible, and I know more about the PFL. I feel like I just like throughout the day I get more news about like the PFL than Bellator. I don't know why. Yeah. Do you think that's because uh, they're partners with ESPN? It so could it just kind of shows up. And just I think better marketing. Like I don't know. The Bellator is weird. Like that. I mean, obviously. You can't have cards every weekend like the UFC does. That's why the UFC is king. But, yeah, I don't know. Even, like, yeah. the production of Bellator, I don't really like. I kind of liked how the yeah. PFL. PFL is different, bro. They do, like, the open scoring, the judge camera. Like, I, I mean, the referee camera. Like, I kind of like PFL setup. It's, it's a good, like, change of, like, watching UFC all the time. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just trying to copy it. They're actually trying to do their own thing. And I, I had a weird thought that say they ever were going to put MMA in high school sports way down the line. The PFL scoring system would probably be the best way to like have a champ in like a league champ. Cause they can't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they can't do it like the UFC because they don't have years to spend. Yeah. So, like, if they had a season in high school MMA, scored it like the PFL, maybe made some kinks for to make it more like a high school, but I think that would be pretty sick. Yeah. And all come, I think competition's good. Also, it's going to make the UFC have to elevate their game because. You know, sometimes we're on here complaining about stuff because we're spoiled fans. But, yeah, I like it. I, I'm also not sure if they're going to keep the Bellator name or just merge it like how the UFC did with Strikeforce back in the day. I guess they'll yeah. probably do that. I heard the last Bellator event might be in Ireland. I don't remember the day, but that will be a pretty cool send-off. Yeah. Bro, I almost wanted to to say ian gary for welterweight but like we said it's only two fights from now so i think the timetable wouldn't add up so yeah thank you everybody for listening thank you for being with us for a year we're gonna keep getting better keep adding new stuff getting more guests on maybe we'll have sugar sean with us for the two-year anniversary in the studio live in san diego you never know it's always it was always going to be San Diego. That was the that, that was always going to be San Diego. Best city in the world. Vegas would make a lot more sense for work, but we'd lose all our money and we'd be on this we'd be living in the underground tunnels with the homeless people after a little bit because we would gamble every single day. Yeah, facts. <laughs> all right then. You got any other things in Oh, uh the Giants we could not tie down Saquon Barkley somehow. We hit the deadline the 4 p.m. Which sucks, but I heard you guys didn't get Tony Pollard locked in yeah. either. Obviously, not as big of a deal as Saquon, but he's a big asset to you guys. I'm actually kind of hurt about Saquon. 
It's just the market, though. We offered him the same deal in the middle of the year before the running back market just tanked. Saquon said no. He thought he could get more. He wanted that McCaffrey money, which the Giants don't want to give him. I'm trusting in Joe Shane. Got to. I mean, running running backs, I hate to say it. I love Saquon. He's like the heart and soul of our team, but running backs have a short shelf life. It's it, Running backs probably have a shorter shelf life than a UFC fighter. Like in terms of being yeah, a starter, sure. getting a big contract. So it, I get where the Giants are coming from, but most yeah. fans aren't going to be happy about it. He's like the heartbeat of the offense. He he won games for us last year. He made plays, got third and fives where we had no business getting them. So if this is it for Saquon Barkley, which I don't think it will be, thank you. I hope he stays healthy playing on a one-year deal because I can already see him Knock on wood, I could see him getting hurt and never getting a big contract. Oh, that's oh, yeah. that's mean to even say, but it's realistic. Yeah, realistically, yeah. All right, then. Is that it for this week? Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. It's all I got. It's all I got. Appreciate you. We'll be putting up our things. I'll be clipping up my wild Drikas Duplessis pick and Dimes reaction to it. Until next week.